Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me at Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. I so appreciate it. Um, thanks for subscribing, and um, don't forget to leave me a comment. Um, I always appreciate hearing from you. So today's topic is holidays, and that's D-A-Z-E. I think we all feel like we're in a bit of a daze right now. Um, I wanted to just cover this topic because I think as we're headed into this unprecedented spike and how it's going to affect all of the upcoming holidays, I just think it's best if we had some, you know, open discussion around it, just some ideas. Maybe this will prompt you to be able to have these discussions with your family. Um, Many of us think in terms of the Norman Rockwell gathering, right? You know, we're all sitting around the feast, everybody's prim and proper, uh, whatever. Reality, that's not happening. <laughs> um, has it ever happened? I don't know. Um, we think of our holidays as a time, you know, for gathering, um, for safety, for joy, peace, fun, hope, love, all of those things. And it's not that we don't want them and it's not that they're non-existent. It's just we put a lot of expectations on how things are going to flow. And a very good family friend says, you know, you always have plan A and then plan B because plan B is probably the one you're going with. Um, so just just some things to think about in the reality of the holidays in general right? I mean, we have all these idealistic views, but then we come up with what does it really look like? And you have that, you know, harassed grown-up cooking, cleaning, buying everything, organizing, refereeing the kids, juggling, and and especially this year, you know, everybody's working from home. The kids are learning from home or part-time learning from home. And there's just a thousand times more things happening for this holiday season. So, I want to do kind of that expectation thing, just kind of rein it in and then um, talk about the things that we're all feeling going into this holiday season. Um, kids and adults alike are, are feeling kind of um, unsafe in some ways. There's a lot of doubt and frustration around the holidays right now. Um, you know, our inability to make those concrete plans, like this is going to happen on this day. Um, It just, it's not really possible this year. You can, like I said, you can have a plan A and then you better have a backup plan for plan B. Um, But it just, it's added worry and concern. And our kids are feeling that, we're feeling that. So I wanted to go through a couple helpful ideas um, to help you kind of kind of rein those things back in, I guess. Um, forgive me if you hear my paper shuffling. I just had a lot of topics I wanted to try to include, so I gave myself notes. Um, the The first two things I want you to think about, and you can go back to other podcast episodes, um, especially the two recent ones on the emotional bell curve, um, or you can reach out to me and ask for you know better clarification because I'm going to hit them kind of fast. The one is the hand model of the brain, so that you understand what's happening with these emotions. So you think of the palm of your hand as the brainstem, the thumb, you fold it in, and that's the limbic system or the hippocampus and the amygdala. Fingers fold down on top of that, and that's your prefrontal cortex. And if we're having these big emotions, we're in the limbic system, and that is 
you know, your fingers flip up. That's like flipping your lid. And that's why that's such a big emotion because it's kind of ruling your brain. The other one, as I said, is the emotional bell curve. And it's to understand that emotions come up like a bell curve. And if you peak and stay there and you're only reactive, you're never getting to that other side and you're never finishing that emotion to where it can go then into long-term filing in your brain. So those are two things I want you to keep in mind as you're going into the holidays. But also let's just talk about a few of the other um, active things that may maybe haven't come up recently. So I, I've heard from parents and um, kids saying, I'm so disappointed. This is so disappointing. And it is, right? There's no other way to put that. It is. It's really been a long year. We're all facing um, just the fatigue. And so one more thing is like, oh, gosh. But when we're helping our kids deal with that, it's so tempting to dismiss. Yeah, whatever. We're all feeling it. Get over it. That doesn't help anything. So I really want to encourage you to let your kids feel that emotion and let them express it and help them hold it. So that might be, uh, it might sound something like, um, wow, you know, you, you sound disappointed. You are really looking forward to you know, whether it's seeing the cousins or seeing grandma and grandpa or going out of town, you know, whatever your normal traditions are, fill, fill in the blank there. And, and then you say, you know, feeling disappointed is okay and it's really understandable. How about I sit with you right here and I can either just sit with you, I can hold your hand, I can listen if you want to talk about it, but let's just sit here. Let's just be together. And it's okay to be disappointed. So you're allowing your child those feelings. And it, it doesn't change anything. This concept of pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get over it just doesn't help a child process through and move on. Because ultimately the goal is, yeah, they, they move on. They move through that emotion. But you forcing it only teaches them to stuff it. So help them hold that big emotion by sitting, by listening, by saying, you know what, it's going to be okay. I know you feel disappointed. You know, maybe you can say, I do too, right? Um, and then after that time, you know, whatever time it takes, some kids, you know, two minutes and they're like, hey, yeah, let's move on. Other kids, it's a big emotion. Maybe it takes them a while, 20 or 30 minutes. I don't know. It's going to depend on your child. But later, not, not in the solving, like think this instead of that mode, but later, be able to say, hey, what if, since this year is going to be different, what if we make some new traditions, some new um, ways of celebrating? So can we plan... Um, a Zoom, a family Zoom meeting, or a FaceTime chat with those cousins or grandparents. Can we plan, let's experiment, can we make something different this year? Um, you know, maybe you're a pecan pie family, and this year you're going to make, I don't know, ice cream sundae pie. 
I'm getting hungry. That could be why I'm talking about that. Um, so come up with some new things that will make this year special in some way, right? I mean, we can make lemons. No, nope. we can make lemonade out of our lemons, right? So find something to create a new celebration or a new, uh, something to look forward to. And that will help them process through, wow, this is really different, but look what we get to do. Um, and then I'm going to jump in with some ideas on gatherings. Um, I just listened to our governor's reports and um, what they're asking us to do in our state. And I just, I know it's so different and it's so annoying and it's it's so new. And I get that. And you're entitled to those feelings. But when you're ready, let's make a plan A and then probably make a plan B. So for plan A, let's start now. You know, if, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, that is coming up. Hanukkah and Christmas aren't that far away. Kwanzaa, I mean, all these celebrations are coming up. We'll start now. Make a plan. And I think some of the ideas here for making a plan are to know that kids need predictability. And so if they know that you've given this thought and attention and the other grown-ups have been brought in on it, oh, that's going to feel more calming for them and more predictable. Hey, what's going to happen if, Mom, you've got an answer because you've, you've thought about it, you've talked to the other adults, you've got a plan. So with this plan, um, what you're going to allow <laughs> is that there are going to be some people possibly that don't want to follow your plan. And that's okay. You're going to graciously say, that's okay if you can't do our plan that we've agreed to, the majority of us, I understand. And we look forward to getting to see you when there's a vaccine or when things have calmed down. We're not seeing these spikes. So you're graciously allowing them to bow out, right? And that's okay. It, it, we got to do what feels right for ourselves. It's okay if they can't come. It's okay if you can't have them in the group. I know that's a tough one. Um, but for the rules, don't wait until you're there and Uncle Kevin shows up or Aunt Pam shows up and there's no mask, right? This was something you talked about ahead of time. Now, it's possible somebody left the house in their rush and didn't bring it. Have some extras. That would be a great plan. Um, but we need to be asking, you know, can we do testing? You know, I... Our family is considering traveling to see loved ones in a small, small group. There'll be five of us. And we're looking at, can we get tested? And then can we self-quarantine until time to leave? Yes, it seems extreme, but it's part of what we want to do to help keep ourselves and our community and our loved ones safe. So is testing an option for you and where you live? Can you start now with some social distancing, right? We don't need to be going to as many restaurants. We don't need to be going to any or uh, as many functions. Um, we can limit the number of times we go to the grocery store. Is it time to start implementing um, uh, drive-up pickup service for groceries or delivery service? These are all things that we can be doing around the holidays to help rein in our exposure and therefore the chance of exposing someone else. 
Um, for the actual gathering, so you want to state, we want you to wear masks. We're going to have a specific start time and end time, right? Because we know as, as gatherings go on longer and longer in the day, um, people get more relaxed. I mean, God forbid you eat a turkey, you're going to get relaxed anyway. But it, it becomes harder and harder to keep that mask on. So have a start time and a finish time and keep it to a reasonable number of hours. Um, go ahead and express ahead of time. We're going to skip hugging and kissing and whatever, that slobbering all over each other. Um, and we're going to give the kids permission to know you don't have to do that this year, right? And I could go on and on on a separate topic there, but I'm not going to. We're just going to stick with this. Just make it okay. Come up with, you know, an elbow bump. Let your kids invent something. Dear heavens, they're creative. They'll come up with something. You know, do you want to do the butt bump followed by the foot tap followed? I don't know. Give them time. They will come up with something. Um, but just plan for that. Talk about now in this planning what it means if you have symptoms or you suspect you are exposed. What do you want them to do? You might say, well, they're going to be logical. It's amazing how our emotions can override our logic. Just think of that hand model of the brain. And so you need to state it out loud. If you have symptoms, we expect that you will not be there. If possible, we will bring over and leave at your door a plate of, of goodies. Um, or, you know, we'll make do if you were bringing the pie and you can't come now. We'll make do. We're going to have enough food. Um, we, we need to have that permission and that understanding that if you have symptoms, please don't show up. Um, some of the other stuff that goes with this is have that cancellation policy. You don't know. The, the gathering's going to be at your house and two days before you suspect you were exposed or someone in the family has more than just the sniffles. It's okay to have a cancellation prop, a cancellation plan that works perfect. The other piece that I want to leave you with is to have an exit plan. We talked about having the start and, and stop time. But you know, if you get there and you just realize as much as you love everyone you're gathering with, they just aren't able to stick to any of the rules. You know, it doesn't have to be that they followed each and every rule so to the T, but the effort was made is great and you just get there and it's not. Then you have to give yourself and your family permission to have an exit plan. Oh gosh, guys, you know, uh, you brought the salad, whatever. You bring it in, you see what's going on. You're like, wow, um, I think that we're going to have to leave. And we love you all so much. Enjoy. Leave your salad. You have plenty of food, hopefully at home. Make a pizza, Wh whatever it takes. But if you need to leave, that's okay. Is it going to ruffle some feathers? Maybe. But pretty much what we've discovered, lots of things in 2020 have ruffled some feathers and we're still going to be okay. It's okay to take care of ourselves and our immediate family. So it's okay to have that exit plan. 
I know nothing is foolproof. Um, what I want to guard against is the blame that's out there. Kids have it hard enough right now going through all of this, this whole talk of, well, if you go do that and then you come home and you expose grandma and grandma dies, do you really want your kid to suffer that drama and that pain? And Just don't. Just say, this is why we're doing it. We're all trying our best. There still could be ways that people get infected. Um, and that's just, it is what it is, right? Um, so just keep that in mind and just let's not blame. Remember, nothing is foolproof. If you want more information, please, everyone, feel free to reach out. I would love to be a support system during this time. It's mamapangspodcast at gmail.com. You can call or text. It's 574-386-7150. And feel free to leave me a message. Everyone, I just wish you the best of the upcoming holiday season. Be well. <laughs>